0: You know, it is it's a pleasure, always. I always say that uh, if I can talk about the Lord anytime, uh, my wife, she says uh, that uh, I, I, I kind of, I just belabor it. I, I love the Lord. I love Him so much, what He's done for me. And, uh, you know, it's not every day you get a chance to speak about God to people, but but you can. You can make it a part of your life. One of the things that I... Uh, was telling the Sunday school class this morning as we were talking, one of the phrases I learned when I was in Israel, and I've had the opportunity to go there a number of times, and I love Israel. I love them to death for, for what God did through them uh, for us, okay? And so uh, one, of the, one of my favorite phrases was Baruch Hashem. Now I want to ask, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get y'all to uh, say that Baruch Hashem. It means praise the name. In the Jewish uh, rendition, Hashem is the Name. They don't say God, okay? They think it's so divine, so perfect, that they don't even say it. And, you know, I, I don't think uh, we can go to that extent, because God is divine, and He is everything. But Baruch Hashem, praise the Name. And I praise His Name this morning that He just allows me to be here and, and speak to you folks. I'm going to preach on something this morning. It's called a righteous attitude. Is our attitude righteous before God? Now I'm going to show you something in here that's it's going to kind of maybe stand. Some of you are going to listen to this, and some of you are not going to hear what I'm saying. But the Word of God says it, and so I believe it. Therefore, it is. So, if you have your Bibles, uh, I would ask you to turn. I don't. Did you uh, get that? Uh... There you go. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Now, we're starting off with this, and it comes from the heart. It has to come from the heart. You have to be listening with your heart. You know, you can listen with your ears sometimes not hear a word said. Now, you guys, I know that you hear sometimes, but you don't hear. Your wife ever tell you something and you didn't hear a word she said? How many of y'all be honest and say amen to that? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, here you go. So, sometimes we 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 hear what is being said, but we don't actually hear what is, is being said, okay? And this pas- passage has to do with our hearts, okay, and our attitudes towards that, okay? Are we listening? So, I want to make sure that you hear what I say, and the only way you're going to do that is open your heart to God Himself, so that He, through the Holy Spirit, can speak to your heart. So... Uh, we're going to start off again. I'm going to start off with verse 27. It says, and I'm going to go right down through this, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. But Luke isn't it? yeah, Luke 6:27. I'm not taking the blame on this. My name is I'm John John a Baptist, not John the Baptist. Okay, I want y'all to know that. I'm, Brad knows I'm I'm kidding him here. Uh, but we're going to read Luke. Uh six twenty-seven through thirty-eight. That's okay. It's close, but it's not quite. <laughs> okay. So Luke six twenty-seven and it says, But I tell you who hear me. Now that's the key right now, who hear me. He's talking to people who are supposed to be hearing, and that is us brothers and sisters, okay? Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to the other also. If someone takes your cloak, do not stop him from taking your tunic. That's your overcoat and your shirt. Okay? Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone uh, uh, takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Now... All of these are very difficult to understand. If, you, if you're if you really paying attention, you'll find out that you don't like any of these uh, commandments from the Lord Jesus Himself. If you love those who love you, what uh, credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those who from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to those, uh, to your en- do good to those them, and lend to them without uh, expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, because He is kind to the ungrateful and to the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. And it says in verse 37, Do not judge, and you will not be uh, judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, uh, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured unto you. Father, these are your words. They came directly out of Jesus' mouth, And Father... I ask this morning, God, that you would just equip us in our hearts to hear these words, and to apply it to our lives. For they're difficult words to hear, and the difficult words to find sometimes. But only time, only thing we can do, is by your Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, Father. Ask you to guide us, direct us, and listen to these words as we speak about them. In Jesus' name, I pray these things. Well, all these things have to do it. He starts off with. A, a, Hear me, and it's to love your enemies. These are all about uh, brothers and sisters in the Lord loving someone else. Now I want to ask you a question: Have you ever gone up to somebody and witnessed to somebody, and just got off on tangents and and you tear? I've been around people who have done this, and and they're witnessed to somebody, and uh, I've even heard them say, "You're going to hell." Okay. Well, you don't need to tell them that; they know where they're going already. They just don't uh, haven't realized it yet. Okay. When we're witnessing to people, when we're talking to people, we're to show the love of God that God has put in our heart. And you will turn somebody off in a heartbeat if you witness that way. So our opportunity is to witness to people with a love. And yeah, they're not going to necessarily accept what you're saying, but the Scripture here tells us very clearly that we're to, they are uh, considered by many enemies. They're not our enemies, and I want to point this out to you. It says in, uh, in another passage in Romans 5.10, it says, For if we were God enemies, we were reconciled to Him through the death of His Son. Now, we've been reconciled to Christ, okay? We were His enemies. Do you know that you're an enemy of God? Not because God says you're an enemy. It's because He loves you and He wants to He wants to uh, insert that love into our heart. But the problem is, is in our own minds, we're enemies to God according to uh, Colossians 1 and 21, where it says, "...once you were alienated from God and were an enemies in your mind because of your evil behavior." So believers have this, have this uh, evil thing in their heart, but we're not to be that way. We're to be different from them. And I can tell you, all, every one of these things that are said here in these passages, you can only do them through the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit working in you because... I don't know about you, but I don't like these particular commandments because they just go against the natural flesh. Now, let's go through these, and I'm going to just talk to you. But God's righteousness revealed in you and me when we approach our enemies this way. Love your enemies, okay? Love your enemies. Now, I really, again, don't care for that one, okay? Anybody here really like that one? Okay? A lot of us we might consider us Muslims our enemies. Well, there are people who just don't know God, okay? And we might think they're, they're our enemies. But we're to love our enemies because when we love our enemies, they see something in us that others don't. And if you'll go around acting like you're, you're better looking down your nose at someone, it's not going to work, my friends. We have to come down to their level and say, We love you no matter what you're doing to me, no matter what you say to me. I love you. Isn't that what God did to us? Now, here's the interesting thing about God. God, we're not God's enemies uh, from His perspective, okay? From our perspective, in our own mind, we're enemies to God, okay? But in His perspective, He loved us, and He demonstrated that love while yet we were still sinners. He died on a cross for us, did He not? He loves us, but His justice demands a verdict, and that verdict comes through His Son, Jesus Christ. We accept, have to accept Him. So, I'm going to go a little bit further. He says, do good to those who hate you. Love is the opposite of hate, isn't it? Okay? God loves His enemies. God loves us. And He wants us to come into fellowship with Him in every respect. Okay? But this is against all these things that He commands us in these verses is against human thinking. It cannot be accomplished except through the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit working in you hope y'all are listening to this okay and it says bless those who curse you bless and do not curse another passage in the Bible says that I'm going to give you an example there was a time when uh, I I retired many years ago from AT&T and I remember when I was working there uh, I had a great uh, work group that that I had under my control and I trained them and and they were really good actually they were so good that everybody would come to them to ask them questions. So one of the bigger bosses in, in the organization wanted several of my people to come over. And I thought to myself, well, I don't want them to go over there. I trained them. I spent a lot of hard time with them, okay? And so I was, just, I was just blessed to have that kind of group. Well, I had heard through the grapevine that the boss, the bigger boss of these, this other group, uh, was uh, going to try to do me in. And I say that because I don't know what he was going to do. He said, but he had told his work group, he says, don't give John any information about how to do this, that, and other. I didn't need that information. But he was telling his group not to to support us. Well, I talked to my boss. My boss said, don't worry about it. We'll take care of that. Well, I want you to know. The Bible says, bless and do not curse. Well, I did not curse him. I prayed for him. I prayed for him that, something would take place that he wouldn't see things that way because I did try to help him all the time. Interesting thing was probably about three months later now he was higher than I was about three months later they came down with a consolidation factor and he was the first one out the door. I had prayed for him that the Lord would do to him whatever he needed to do not me. I was blessing him, not cursing him. And you know, oftentimes when somebody does you wrong, you want to curse them, don't you? And I ain't talking about curse like a foul word. I'm talking about you just like to see them in. Like, how many of us pray for the Muslims that they would turn to the Lord Jesus and, and that we would be able to show them the love that we have? How many of us do that? I can tell you then I'm guilty, folks. I pray for a lot of people, but sometimes I, I look at these people and I say, Well, man, they're the enemies. Well, we were enemies of God at one time, were we not? So why are we why are we considering them enemies when the Bible tells us don't do that? If you want to live a righteous life and be righteous in, in front of God, we are to pray for them and to help people hurting like that. It says, pray for those who mistreat you. So this goes, uh, pray for them, a positive prayer, not a negative prayer. Oh, Lord, do amen. Get them. Vengeance is God, is it not? Isn't, isn't, it, isn't that so? We're not to pray that bad things come upon people, even though we might want to, in the natural, say, yeah, hey, look what they did to me. I ought to retaliate. Bible says don't do that. Does that make good sense? It says in verse 29, it says, give freely. Okay? We have to be in a mode of willingness to help others. Just as... Uh, this morning we are talking about giving to people who are uh, spreading the gospel throughout the world. We are to give to those people. Be willing to give. If you have the ability to give, give. And if you don't, God doesn't hold that against you either. God never forces us to give anything. He wants us to be generous. He wants us to give freely, okay, out of the overflow of what we've got. And if you want to give more than that, which you may not have, that's your business between you and God. But you're not He doesn't force you to give a certain amount, just like, an, and I'm not going to preach on tithing, but I can tell you, the Bible does that. In the New Testament, it never says that we're to give a tithe. We are to give out of the generosity of our heart, folks. If we had to give a tithe, we, had been, we would be under the law. We're not under the law. We're under the love of Jesus Christ, and He wants us to give, okay, where we can. But He's not holding back things from you for not uh, giving where you can give. And that, you'll get into another verse here in just a minute as we get down there. It says to to treat others the way you want to be treated. Here's the interesting thing about treating others that way. If I'm witnessing or even around somebody, and I'm I'm treating them the way I would want to be treated, you know what? It opens your eyes and say, you know what? That that person's got something special in them. Something special about that person because they're willing to go beyond what's natural. And they see you, and it opens their eyes for you to be a good witness to them. And people are looking at you. You know that. How many of y'all know people are looking at you? If you proclaim to be a Christian, how many of you know that that people are looking at you all the time, trying to find fault? And the reason that Jesus spoke of these things, these are supernatural things that happen, and you can't do these in the normal. You can't do these in the normal. But this kind of love, the kind of love He's talking about here, marks us out as, as being distinct, okay? And when you do these things, He says this is the characteristics of the Heavenly Father and Jesus Himself. Jesus did not... If you go back and read every one of these things we we're talking about here, you'll find that Jesus was exactly the epitome of every one of these. He loved us. He loved His enemies, people that were out to kill Him. He could he could have brought down angels upon the, the people, but He didn't do it that way. But then Jesus taught a fundamental... Uh, followers a fundamental... The principle of the universe. Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. Sowing and reaping. Such an important, uh, and it's there in verse 36, and it says, and this is so so interesting to me. Uh, It says that in verse 38. Give, and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap, for with the measure you use, it's going to be measured back to you. Sowing and reaping. Hey, watch this. This is interesting to me because, you know, the, the society that uh, the, uh, uh, the Jews that the Lord was speaking to, they were an agricultural society. They planted and sowed and those things. So they understood this terminology. We don't even understand it. You know how they would measure a, a basket full of something? They would sit down. They'd put the basket between their legs, and they'd start pouring grain into it. And they would take that basket and shake it. I don't know. Some of you guys are old farmers or older people. Not like me. I am not that old, but uh, <laughs> but you know, you, you sit down there and you put something in there and you shake it and let everything settle down and then you press down on it more and more and you sh- keep shaking it and even make piles. Pick some up. Push your hand down into it. That's just how they did it in biblical times. They press their hand down there. They pack it down there real good. That's a good measure. Not what we get. Ever buy cereal and it was a full box when you got it and the time you get it home, it's about half a box? (laughs) I know you kids know that. But in in Jesus' time, these people knew what a good measure was. He was telling them, hey, you know, a good measure has been pressed down, shaken together, and it's overflowing, it'll be poured into your lap. By the measure you used, it's going to be measured back to you. When you measure out your goodness to other people, it's going to come back and get you. It's going to help, and if you're wicked and mean to other people, it's going to come back and get you too. So we are to be righteous in this generation. We're to love people beyond our measure, our ability to do that. And it says there in uh, these uh, final verses down there in thirty-six. On it says that by the measure you use, of course, it's going to be measured to you. It said, "Mercy, mercy." will be met with mercy. That's Luke 36 there. The disciples were uh, exhorted to have mercy on people. We're to have mercy. I I can tell you honestly, I'm not one of those people that has a whole lot of mercy on people. Any of y'all feel that way sometimes? Be honest. Anybody that way sometimes? Hey, give them them a little bit of what, uh, what they gave me. That's not mercy. Mercy is... Is giving you what you don't, what you, what you don't deserve. Okay, God has given us grace. He's given us what we do don't deserve. Okay, so we're to be merciful to other people. It says judgment will lead to judgment in verse thirty-seven. Judgment will lead to judgment. We're not to judge other people. You know what? You don't know what's going on in a person's heart and mind. Sometimes they can seem so far out there in the in in the field. And and we're not to judge those people. That word judgment in, in the Greek is the word krine or krino. It means uh, to condemn somebody to hell. I'm not condemning anybody to hell. And sometimes we see other Christians say, well, I don't think that person could be a Christian. Look how they're acting. Well, haven't you acted that way sometime? So we better be careful how we judge people. Judge not that you be not judged, but by the measure you ju- you judge, you're going to be judged. So we need to be very careful on that too, okay? Then condemnation will lead to condemnation. If we condemn people, we're going to be condemned. We're not to do that. That's in verse 37 there. (coughs) If we pardon people, it will lead to a pardon. If we are willing to pardon other people, it will lead to a pardon. Didn't Jesus Christ pardon us from all the things that we've done? And we're still doing them. Some of us are still doing them. I, I, I'm one of them. Okay, He pardons me, and I, I that concerns me so much personally that I have to be pardoned so many times for the things I do. Maybe ten times a day. But you know, a lot of times we don't. We we say, "Forgive me, Lord," and that's the end of that. And we may not ask for forgiveness several days later. We might ask him again. But if we want to keep that fellowship with Him, we have to continually ask for the Lord to forgive us for our sins. Forgive us, Lord. Today I messed up again. Last hour I messed up again, Lord. And I I, I don't see how He can do that, how He can forgive us so much. But He says He'll do it, okay? it's not a, He doesn't put a limit on the number of times He forgives us. But the thing is, He will change us in time. It's progressive. Sanctification is progressive. And He'll work with us constantly. That's a good thing. That's the good thing. And if we give, it will lead to more giving. You know, by the measure you use, it's going to be measured to you. If you sow or give, God's going to give it back to you somehow or another. You're going to get it back somehow or another. I like what it says in Malachi. He says that He'll keep the pest from devouring your fields. You know, <coughs> you and I don't probably work into fields and raise things, but God promises us if, if we'll give to His, his needs, not his needs, but he will give to the needs of others, he'll keep the pest from devouring your crops. Now, you you know anything about that? A pest can get in there and eat up stuff that that you've uh, 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 planted, watered, worked hard at, but God's not, he's not that way. God will keep the pest from devouring your crop. He will somehow or another uh, provide for you through the difficult times, okay? Well, in Mark, in this part of what he what uh, my brother was had up there is weird to hear these things because this has to do with righteous living. This is really beyond our ability to accomplish these things to the degree that we might want to. What we have to do is depend on God to bring us through all these difficult times. But again, I want to really make sure you understand. It's by these things that we open the hearts of others. When we're when we pardon them, we're condemning. When we're forgiving, when we're helping, uh, when we're doing their things, it opens people's eyes. It opens people's eyes, and they see, hey, you, you really do care, okay? And you know, it's interesting how children can tell in a heartbeat you don't care for them, you don't pay them no attention, you don't give them anything, you don't give them the time of day. And I know they don't give us time of day with them. Uh, Telephones are growing out of their ears and that thing, you know. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it is that way. We need to pay attention to our children, give them the uh, respect that they're due, and give them the love that we want to give them. And I know a lot of fathers, I just was watching a movie about how often us fathers were so caught up in the day-to-day things that we forget to really show our kids that we love them. So that's something that we need all uh, be very aware of. You know, there's a declaration that made that uh, in Exodus 34 and 6, and and Moses said this about the Lord. He said, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. I love that passage personally, because God is a loving God. He cares for us more than we can even imagine. And I'll tell you something. I say this with the... When I was, uh, in 1988, we moved, in well, 1984, we moved up from San Antonio up here, and we were here at Hampton Road Baptist Church, and it was 1988. Now, I was saved. I made a profession of faith when I was 11 and a half years old in Thomasville, Georgia. And I know that date because I wrote it down in my Bible, and when I went back one time to Thomasville, I went to the church, and they still had the records where I made a profession of faith. But you know what? 11 and a half, I made that profession of faith, and I tried to be faithful to that. But well, as time went on, I moved away from the Lord. I quit reading the Bible. I quit doing the things that the Lord wanted me to do. And uh, basically, I was wondering if I even knew the Lord sometimes, you know? I never even thought about Him for the next humpteen dozen years. And it's, it was about 18 years after that, that I finally recognized that I was the problem. I was the problem, and I had not been faithful at all to God. But God didn't throw me away. And so 1988, okay, I came back to the Lord, and when I came back to the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't know what you want to do with me, but I will tell you this, that I'm going to faithfully serve you. And when I did that, God changed my life. He changed my life and took me on a new path. And I'm so grateful today that He did that. You know, there's certain things there's certain things in this life you can't fake. And one of the things you can't fake is your relationship with God. God knows you, He knows you better than you know yourself and God is willing to help us. But don't all of us want to be live a righteous life, love our enemies, do the things that he says to do? But none of those things can be done unless you have the Holy Spirit living in you and unless you bow down and humble yourself before God let him do those things through you cuz you can't do them yourself. Amen. So when I made that commitment in Hampton Road to turn my life over to the Lord, the Lord began to use me. And ultimately, I went into the pastorate for 20 years after I retired from at and I had no plans to do that. I had no. I I, I can never even imagine being a pastor of a church. That was the least thing on my mind, you know. But he can use you in a mighty way, and it doesn't have to be pastorate. It could be anything. But we're to be servants here at the church. Amen. So I'm going to ask you this, okay? I'm I'm going to pray, and then I'll into a. Listen, listen to what we have to say. Father, Father, we know that we love you, but we know we don't live up to the expectations that you have for us. Father, it's only by your Spirit residing in us, living in us, that we can make these changes in our heart. And God, today, based on the Word of God, I just pray you'd touch each one of our hearts, God, that you'd reach down from heaven, that you would insert your hand right down into our heart, God, and pull out those evil things and put in our hearts those things you want us to beckon to, that we want want to listen to, Father. And I'm asking, Father, that you would do that. Help us, God. Help us to live by your word because you exalt your name and your word above everything else according to Psalms 138, 2. There is nothing that you won't do for us. All we have to do is step forward and say, Lord, I want you in my life, and you begin the work that's in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We invite you to like us on Facebook or visit our website, www.bearcreekbaptist.org. If you're not a member of another church, we would like to invite you to join us in person and get to know us and let us get to know you. Have a great week and may the Lord richly bless you.